Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. talk to you a little bit about common anxious preoccupied relationship expectations. And when we discuss the difference between an expectation and a need, one of the key and most crucial themes is that an expectation is something we are not communicating. And an expectation also may not be something that is actually relevant for the overall health and well-being of a relationship for a partner to meet. Instead, there could be a negotiation around the expectation for it to become something that makes sense for both parties. So let me give you an example. One of the first common relationship expectations of anxious preoccupied um, attachment style individuals is my partner should always be there to soothe me when I need them. And, you know, even when communicated, so the first step is always to communicate that. So it becomes a need that you're sharing um, or that you have rather than just something you're expecting. And then when it doesn't happen, you, you feel frustrated or you feel betrayed or you feel sad or anxious or rejected, right? So first we have to communicate it and that grounds the expectation into a need. So at least that's something that's more productive. And the second step is in that case specifically, it's, that's not necessarily a realistic need that's, you know, somebody's not always going to be there. Sometimes they'll be unavailable. They can do their best. They can be there, you know, a good portion of the time, but you have to also be there to soothe your own emotions um, as well, or soothe yourself when you're feeling emotionally dysregulated. So in this case, that could be something negotiated where you you say, Hey, I really want to be able to rely on you when I'm in emotional distress. And the negotiation and communication could look like a partner coming to you and saying, I hear that. And I want to be there for you as much as I can, but there are going to be times where I'm in the middle of work and I, I just, my phone's not on me, or there's going to be times where I'm going through something myself and I can't always be there for you 110%. So I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm definitely going to try to be somebody that you can rely on, but you need to meet your own need halfway in that case as well. Right? So we're really looking for communication and then negotiation. And this is how we ground expectations from something that are these lofty ideals where we expect people to mind read these things. And then of course feel rejected or really hurt when they don't um, show up to meet these things that are important to us. But not only should we communicate about them, we should also negotiate about them to find something that's a healthy commitment from both ends of that relationship. So some of these very common subconscious expectations APs carry that would do so well to be communicated and negotiated about it would solve so many problems in romantic partnerships. Um, So number one, my partner should always be there to soothe my emotions. And you hear in the absence of that, that there's not, hey, I can be there to soothe myself too, right? So that would be a a healthier um, need to have in a relationship. Number two, my partner should always give me certainty, okay? And you'll see this. How do you know this is an expectation for APs? Because the moment the partner doesn't give certainty, you know, says, I don't know if I'm available this weekend on, on, you know, at five o'clock, like you're saying, let me get back to you. I don't know yet. You know, then it triggers the AP and why, because the AP is holding their partner sort of connected to this expectation that no, 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 you shouldn't give me certainty. And if not, it means something. And it's really something that the AP mind is rejecting themselves with. So if you're willing to really look 
what's taking place at a subconscious level is you're going, oh, well, I'm making it mean something. They're not giving me certainty right now. They're not meeting my expectation. And so they're abandoning me. They are rejecting me. They don't care about me. They are going to leave me. They don't love me. When it may actually just be, you know, outside of that expectation that it would be normal for human relationships to not always be available to make um, commitments. And of course, there should be baseline standards in relationships where we say, I would have a standard to see my partner, for example, at least twice a week if I was just dating them and not living with them. Um, you know, if, it, you know, there, there are baseline standards for a healthy relationship, but you'll see the difference in the expectations being that when something's not met, it triggers us, right? So we can do really well to question some of these expectations and it can be a form of self-soothing for anxious preoccupied. Um, my partner should know how I feel or read my mind. Um, this is one of my favorite ones <laughs> because I saw this so much in my client-based practice, just how often people will be like, well, they should know when I'm upset. They can tell I'm upset. That is one of the most destructive practices to partake in in a relationship. When something's wrong, people have such different programming and everybody like look around, right? Like so many people have so much going on in their world right now. I mean, it's been, you know, there's been so much chaos for so many different individuals for a multitude of reasons. It, it would be very normal that, um, people get caught up in their own daily stuff, right? And and sometimes, you know, partners have their kids to think about or their parents to think about or their, you know, friends to think about who might be going through a hard time or there's pressure at their career or they're not feeling the best in the relationship to themselves. So there's so many things to keep up with. And if we keep putting this like idea on somebody that, no, 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 you should read my mind. You should know what I'm upset about. Then we're really doing a disservice to how we should be investing in a relationship if we want it to be something that's healthy and secure. So, you know, what do we do? We communicate, we negotiate, right? So in this case, it would be, hey, I have something going on for me. I want you to know. So I'm communicating. And this is what would make me feel better. Are you able to do that? Are you available to participate with me in that? And that takes this like expectation where we become, because think of what you do when you're holding that expectation. You should know why I'm upset. What do we do? We punish somebody, we withdraw, we test, we, you know, feel anxious and panicked, especially as an anxious preoccupied specifically. Um, and then, you know, it, they're all things that are detrimental to relationships long-term. So um, again, what do we do Ex from an expectation? We communicate, we negotiate, then we translate these things into healthier forms that are usable for the overall health and well-being of the relationship. Um, my, the next one is my partner is responsible for meeting all of my needs and vice versa. And I'm supposed to meet all of theirs. And unfortunately this is codependency. So I've got a lot of other videos on here related to codependency and I can do some more because I haven't done any in a while, but you know, um, interdependency is I have the full capability of meeting my needs. And I also have the full capability to receive my needs being met from you. And in both arenas, I feel safe to do so. I feel empowered to do so. And I enjoy doing so. So for example, a securely attached person is going to go home on a Tuesday evening. And if they want to call their friends or their partner, but their partner is in the middle of a, a big work commitment and their friend doesn't answer the phone, they go, okay, 
I'll enjoy some, some alone time, some quiet time. And, and, you know, I can catch up on that a little bit and they'll enjoy that. They'll have the capacity to enjoy their own company and meet their own needs. And then when people are available, they're like really excited to enjoy that time too. And they're feeling empowered in both arenas. That is interdependency because when we have codependency and we feel disempowered in the relationship to ourselves, that's where all of a sudden we blame people. We get frustrated when you're not available and you don't pick up the phone, you caused distress to my life. I felt alone and that's your fault. And that's not how it works, right? That's just not how it works. And that's when we get into insecurely attached relationships and dynamics. So, I mean, we've got a ton of course material, but in our anxious preoccupied reprogramming course, we really help. And you can check it out for free for seven days um, using the link in the description below, but we really help um, to unpack understanding of your own needs, meeting the needs that you have in the relationship to yourself and developing healthy strategies. So you can feel empowered and enjoy your time alone. And we have literally hundreds upon hundreds of students who come in and share and say to us, um, wow, I used to be terrified of spending time alone. And now I actually really enjoy my alone time. And that's translated into a much healthier relationship to my partner where they are more chasing after me because, I'm, you know, this independent person um, that's there and shows up and we can really connect. Um, but I'm also able to respect that at different times, we all need space and we all need to like nourish ourselves a little bit by meeting our own needs as well. Um, another big one is the romantic relationship should be the highest priority. Great um, expectation to communicate and negotiate. And I do believe that a romantic relationship should be an extremely high priority for it to be successful. I, I heard this quote recently and somebody said to me, um, the grass is greener where you water it. And I love that. I think that's so good. And I really believe that about relationships because it's true. Like when we are in a romantic partnership, when we water that and we show up for it and we, we invest into it on a regular basis, it thrives. It's constantly being nourished. When we withdraw, we resent, we put up barriers and walls. We're fearful. We are distrusting all these different things. Of course, it's like we're, we're putting weeds, we're planting weeds in our lawn. But um, in this specific situation, a romantic relationship needs to be a high priority, but life will happen. And there will be points where a parent is unwell or uh, a sibling is going through a hard time or you're going through a big career change or, you know, there's, there are external stressors and across longer term lasting relationships, there are absolutely going to be times where something can't always be the highest priority ever because all relationships have natural ebbs and flows, kind of like the weather. Um, and so, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, how we communicate and then negotiate, it looks like us being able to say to our partner, hey, we haven't been prioritizing the relationship enough lately. I understand there's been these external stressors, but I would love for us to put some more time back into doing that. And then we take this, oh my gosh, I'm being rejected. My partner doesn't love me mindset. And we go, hey, this is life sometimes. Let me communicate about it, negotiate about it. And then we can brainstorm together ways to get these needs met. So I hope this is a valuable um, bit of information for you. We talk a lot about this stuff and needs and all this different, um, these different facets that I discussed in this video in a lot more depth in the AP reconditioning course. Again, you can check it out for free using the link below. Um, and we also have courses that are all about your needs if you're not sure what they are and just it's included in the AP course in quite a lot of detail, but 
Um, if you're just struggling with your needs outside of that, then um, it's a different attachment style, then that's an excellent course to check in with. So I hope this makes sense. Um, thank you so much for watching. I would really appreciate if you would subscribe to the channel if you haven't already um, and you find yourself hanging around here, it would mean a lot. And thank you. Um, thank you for your comments, questions, everything, and I will see you in the next video.